This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published by the Masonic Service Association of North America every month since 1923. This, the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, is produced in cooperation with the MSA and is made possible with the generous support of a grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota. Greetings. I'm Russ Charbonne, past Grand Master of Masons in California, 2014-15. It is my pleasure to present Volume 51, Number 11, November 1973. Inspiration. This short talk bulletin is an expansion of the remarks made by Brother Conrad Hahn, Executive Secretary of the Masonic Service Association, at the September 26, 1973 General Session of the Supreme Council 33rd Degree, Ancient and Accepted Scottish Rite, Northern Masonic Jurisdiction in Detroit, Michigan. The last few days have given all of us a great deal of inspiration, much more, I'm sure, than any one of us can recall completely. It began with renewal of friendships, of making new ones, because these annual sessions of the Supreme Council have become reunions in the most literal sense, a joining again of hands and hearts and minds, association that the passing years have fostered and made precious. From the deliberations of this council have come many flashes of insight, thoughtful interpretations and stimulating observations. The annual report of the various committees must be recognized as one of the sources of our common inspiration at this time and in this place. To most of us, however, the reference to this to inspiration reminds us of the highlights of these sessions, the mountaintop experiences which stirred our imaginations and appreciation because of the interpretive skills of some of our distinguished brethren. Certainly no one who heard it will ever forget that superb sermon about our Masonic vocation by our Reverend Brother Rabbi M. Robert Syme at the Vesper service at the Masonic Temple Sunday afternoon. He not only made vivid for us the ideals which should animate the actions of a genuine Mason. For the time being, I am certain, he stirred in each one of us the conviction that we are going to exemplify that kind of a Masonic way of life. Some of the distinguished guests from other countries have also inspired us by their warm and friendly greetings. They give reality to the Masonic ideal of universality, both by their presence and their verbal expressions. Everyone present at the general session yesterday morning looked forward to a special bit of inspiration, the Sovereign Grand Commander's conclusion to his allocution. No one was disappointed. To those gems of Masonic inspiration and former allocutions, like the time is always now, and a father's lodge, illustrious brother George A. Newberry added another literary gem this year, Brother Andrew, a hortatory essay that merits an audience as large as the fraternity itself. For so much inspiration, everyone is grateful. Every brother appreciates such high moments of intellectual and spiritual stimulation. But is stimulation enough? What happens to all the inspiration after we leave this place when the sessions have ended? Does it do more than make us feel good momentarily? Does it really affect us? Does it change us? Does it motivate us to a specific course of action? 
Does it make us try to act more Masonically than heretofore? The real test of the value of inspiration is the positive action it induces us to perform. Otherwise, inspiration is a passive verbal experience, good for a momentary lift, but little else. It's using words to give ourselves a psychological rubdown. It's diluting ourselves with words to believe we are what we wish we were. Inspiration gives us an image of the men we'd like to be. It may be a man of goodwill, socially responsible, professionally effective, a genuine brother, man who acts like a builder for the eternal. In moments of high inspiration, the image is easy to see, but the reality is difficult to come by. You may conceive of yourself as a co-worker with God to achieve his beneficent purposes in this confused and troubled world, but it is really hard to act that way. If you don't believe me, look at that dull, sleepy-eyed individual who greets you in the mirror every morning. If you can still feel the exaltation of your relationship to the infinite after a few such morning encounters, you are a good man indeed. Your inspiration has become a reality. Hopefully, the inspiration we have received this week will help us to achieve such a reality. But let us extend such an accomplishment even further. Think of the worst pain in the neck you will have to deal with next week when you return to your job or office. Of course, you will evaluate his strengths and weaknesses carefully. You will measure his skills and abilities objectively so that you won't underrate him to your own detriment and loss. But what effect will this week's inspiration have on this situation? You have been lifted up to see yourself as a better man as an agent of the Almighty to improve the brotherly relationship among men. Can you not see the possibilities in the man you must deal with next week? Would it not help your professional relationship if you could find in him the qualities of integrity, generosity, friendship, and goodwill, which the inspiration of this week has led you to appreciate among the highest goals of life? So why not look for such qualities in all those with whom you will be dealing in the future? To live out an inspiration is to communicate it to others. And to communicate such stimulation is to keep it alive and to make it creative. Let your inspiration work for you. Justice is another word which we have heard frequently in the comments and ritual language of these sessions. It is an ideal concept of justice to which the Masonic fraternity refers in its deliberations and speculations. In the moments of high inspiration we have enjoyed this week, we tend to forget that there is still much to be done to bring that concept of justice to reality. The mundane business of administering justice in the courts has become so complicated by legalistic exceptions and special cases that many people have become disillusioned about the possibility of seeing justice done in a formal legal situation. Perfect justice, of course, is a philosophically impossible in an imperfect world where greed and selfishness still wield tremendous power. Where men disagree or do each other injury, a more perfect justice is impossible if they do not bring fair-mindedness genuine respect for each other, a willingness to sacrifice some prejudices, 
and a brotherly love to whatever litigation they employ in their search for justice. So let the inspiration of this week reactivate our labors to achieve real justice in this world, not by finding mere legalisms and precedents to determine judicial decisions, but to infuse them with those moral and spiritual qualities which we Masons know are essential to freedom and justice. Let your inspiration work for mankind. Friendship and brotherly love are undoubtedly the principal byproducts of the experiences we have been sharing this week. A brief chat in the lobby or on the street, a conversation over the breakfast table, a gay reunion on the sightseeing bus, a valley dinner in a private room at some restaurant, a quick hello to many a brother in passing, as well as all the big events sponsored by the Supreme Council. From all these, we have derived a deep and lasting pleasure and satisfaction, which will inspire our Masonic labors in the days to come. But can't we share that inspiration with others? Must we merely hug memories to our hearts for the benefit of our Masonic friends and brothers? Masonry's mission, we say, is to work for a universal brotherhood of man under the fatherhood of God. For all men are children of God. We must share the benefits of brotherhood with all of them, wherever we encounter or work with them, whether it be at home, at work, at play, at church, or at lodge, that limitless lodge that stretches from east to west, from heaven to earth. Let your inspiration work for God. This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry. And this has been the Short Talk Bulletin Podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men who believe in a supreme being to live according to the Masonic tenets of brotherly love, relief, and truth since 1853.